0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Hey, this is NFL Legend, two-time Super Bowl champion Gary Clark. You know what you gotta tune in to, right? You know what podcast is off the chain. This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to
0: Burgundy Network Podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Josh Taylor, and joining me today is Brian Murphy. What's going on?
0: What's up, man? Ready to talk some football. Big matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Definitely a a measuring stick, like Ron said, and um, it'll be a fun one, though, for sure.
1: That was probably my favorite quote from Ron this week was this is a measuring stick because it really is. Like I was thinking about like the last time we played the Bills, it was like Dwayne Haskins. I was like, man, we've come with such a long way. <laughs> There's yeah, so much more to for forward That was not a positive game at all. Um, so I agree with him. I think this is going to be a big game for us. And we're going to talk about it to see if it's possible that we can shock the world. Anything happens on any Sunday. I mean, we've already had some upsets this season. Speaking of upsets, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Like I said, it's week three. There's already been a ton of action so far this season, and Bet Online is the number one source for all of your betting needs this season. With the new updated site and more odds and props and contests, Bet Online just keeps getting better and better every single season. So head over to Bet Online website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. That is NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. And this one here is interesting because the Lions started at close to 13 points for Buffalo, but the people in Vegas—they've been a little bit. A little bit of money is going towards Washington. I kind of like it, but as Nick Saban says, that might be some rat poison. Uh, getting our hopes up with a little upset. I think right now it's at like nine and a half, so (laughs) it's gotten a little bit better. So, what are your thoughts kind of going into this game? Before we that's what I've seen, we'll break it down. How do you feel about this one?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm just curious to see what this team does. I feel like they're a young team, you know, all of last year, you know, throwing the rookies last year, rookies this year. They really haven't had that big road test, and there's not much bigger than the Bills Mafia and going to Buffalo. Thankfully, it's not super cold, so they don't have to deal with the weather per se, but it's definitely going to be an environment. Um, I think it's a measuring stick. Uh, like Ron said, I keep using that same phrase for for Taylor Heineke in the offense, but also for the defense. I mean, this is a Bills team, uh, you know, a quarterback, a wide receiver that are thought, uh, thought of, you know, very highly around the league and, and you know what they're capable of so it's a it's a big test to see where they're at you know was was this defensive kind of struggling these first couple of games are, are they rounding into form will this be more of the same? Um, just a lot of little things to look at um, no moral victories obviously I want Washington to to win but I think uh, you know playing them close and playing them hard is a is a huge thing this week to to prove that they belong or not.
1: Yeah, when this game came out, I was like, thank God it's not like November, December, we'd have one of those classic Buffalo games in like a foot and a half of snow That's the last thing we need. Um, But like I said, there's been some upsets this season. You can kind of say that week one Steelers going to Buffalo, Mm -hmm. one of the first upsets of the season. Everyone was writing the Steelers off for the season even started. I mean, honestly, a lot of the media people are like, well, I don't know. Big Ben's getting old. He's always hurt. We just don't know. Like, obviously, the defense is good. They have TJ Watt. We don't know if it's good enough on offense to, you know, keep things going with Mike Tomlin. And boom, they set the tone early uh, against Josh Allen and really made him look uncomfortable a lot of times. So he finished that game. 30 for 51, which is a lot of passes <laughs> for Josh Allen, just mm-hmm. right out the gate. You want longevity of an extra game this season. You want to kind of keep him fresh. They said, no, we're going to make a pass 51 times the first game. Um, right at 270 yards and a touchdown, uh, but he did have nine rushes and 44 yards. But one stat that really stuck out to me was causing two fumbles by Josh Allen that first game. Um, just really getting to him. It seems like J.J. Watt was like, y'all paid me. I'm going to re- return the favor. Yeah. Um that game. And he just, he made, he made Josh Allen uncomfortable. Like I said, only nine rushes for 44 yards. He's usually a little bit over that yeah. in his game. So I feel like with our defense, how does that really come up to the game plan? Sam, like, look, our pass for us hasn't been where we want it to be. And TJ Watt shows it's possible against this Buffalo team, or is that something you're looking forward to this Sunday?
0: Yeah. And I was looking back, I was surprised that the Steelers only got three sacks uh, I thought it would be way more. You know, it seems like that would be the key to to beating the Bills is hitting Josh Allen a lot. I mean, they had eight quarterback hits. Like you said, they forced a couple of fumbles um but you gotta think that it it bodes well for the Washington defense I mean as much as we've thought they've struggled they still have managed I think six sacks on the season so they can still get after the quarterback um it's just got to be timely you know if you're going to bring pressure you got to make sure you get home to him or he'll pick you apart I mean we've seen that over the last few years and his legs make me nervous Uh, you know we saw what Daniel Jones did and I think Josh Allen is a better runner uh you really hope that Washington kind of watches some film and gets that right because they got picked apart and it feels like Josh Allen could go over a hundred easily if they let him. Um So it, it seems like a good matchup for Washington. You know, I know that they've got some playmakers, but it seems like there are some plays to be had by the defense. Like you said, he fumbled a couple of times. They turned the ball over, even in that shutout against Miami. I think they turned it over multiple times. So it'd be nice to force a turnover to get your, your offense, your young offense the ball a couple more times would be really key for Taylor Heineke making his first road start. But I kind of like the defense's chances and it's a, it's a really good opportunity for them to say, Hey, we struggled a little bit in those first two games, but that's not who we are. We're the, that team from last year that just wreaked havoc in the backfield. And um, so I, I think that could potentially happen this weekend.
1: Yeah. And another thing that the bills have had trouble with this season so far, they had eight penalties for eighty-eighty-one 81 yards. Against the Steelers, that's not really too common for the Bills. Um, and then Singletary yeah. seems like they don't really always have much of a run game going. That's something they've been working on with Zach Moss, um, and Singletary. He only had 11 rushes for 72 yards against the Steelers. So, I feel like that's another thing. Um, but you talk about the pressure, and I feel like most of it's been coming up the middle right now. Jonathan Allen is just wreaking havoc, um, getting in the. He's
0: unbelievable.
1: Field. Yeah, love JA. But I feel like that can be a problem if we don't have those outside guys to contain Josh Allen. Because if you're pushing him outside the pocket and like he has a lane, he's just going to take it. He's going to tuck it and go. He's not going to be like most quarterbacks like that are stuck in the pocket. They're just going to roll out and then just look for someone downfield every time. He's going to take off just like Daniel Jones did on that one long run. Um, it seems like he does it every time we play against him. So for me, like I want to see that outside edge. and That's something that the Steelers did very well. Now, the Steelers also limited big plays. Um, Stephon Diggs had nine catches for 69 yards, and Beasley had eight for 60. The Bills were moving the ball and they crossed midfield, I want to say about eight times, but they just didn't have anything to show for it at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. they, they just didn't let Stephon Diggs get going. That one big play. Now, Josh Allen made a couple plays last week. You're like, Oh, yep, there's Josh Allen, like, even though the stats didn't stick out, like, he made a crazy. Um, pass to their tight end knocks in the back of the end zone, like tight windows Threw a touchdown to Stefan Diggs That looked good, but against the Steelers, it just looked like he was a little hesitant and he didn't want to go deep because of a guy like uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. So for me, I'm looking for our secondary to do the same thing. And the crazy mm-hmm. thing is if you look at this game, you're like, okay, the Steelers probably played lights out on offense and they didn't, they, they didn't do much at all. Big Ben was 18 for 32. He had 18 completions and they won the game for 188 yards and a touchdown. And Najee Harris, the first game, only had 16 rushes for 45 yards. So how do you put yeah. up those kind of offensive stats and still win the game? Yeah, it, it, seems like, it, it seems
0: like those turnovers were key. I mean, even though the offense wasn't doing much, getting an extra possession or two, throwing the Bills out of rhythm will be so key this weekend for the Washington defense. You brought up a good point you know, uh, you know, contain and all that. What makes me nervous is, is seeing Josh Allen extend the play and not just necessarily running the ball, but kind of getting out of the pocket, waiting for his guys to get open. I don't think our secondary bodes well for that. I think that, you know, Kendall Fuller's looked a little bit slower. It looks like the guys have been out of position. Obviously we saw a Last week against the Giants, they were out of position um, a couple of times, and so that makes me nervous when you have to cover for that long. So you just hope that you know if Josh Allen's able to get out, that Chase Young is able to chase him to the sideline or, or force a throwaway or force a play, get out to get out of the pocket, you know, set for another couple of seconds and pick us apart. It could be a long game, but uh, you're right. I think that Giant, or the, I'm sorry, that Steelers blueprint is really the way to go, and if you can replicate that, that would be your best bet.
1: Yeah, one thing that was actually uh, interesting that I saw on Twitter from one of the Bills media guys is apparently their punter holds the ball longer than anyone, any other punter in the NFL when he kicks it. And that showed against the Steelers. They blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Um, I thought that was just like interesting. an interesting little nugget. Yeah, that's a little... I, when's the last punt we've actually blocked? I can't think time.
0: of one. I Yeah, I can't think of one off the top. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, and those are like the exciting plays. Like, if it My happens, head. you remember it. So, I just saw that. It's a little, little teeny nugget. Not much of one, just because I don't think we block right. punts often. Um, but then, like I said, we talk about the, the Dolphins game. Blew them out, 35-0. I don't know what to make of that game, obviously, because, one, Miami's offensive line is, like, a varsity high school team. It is so bad. Um, they have no nothing no investment in that offensive line for whoever's going to be quarterback Tua, regardless like I, i'm not i don't want to show like some alabama bias or anything because i love Tua, but that offensive line is so bad and for me i'm like how much of that game do i really like does it Does it hold weight as to like how good this buffalo bills team is because you know jacoby Brissett just coming into it like what the heck am i going to do it like out here against these guys and jacoby Brissett's not bad like he's a serviceable backup quarterback that we saw um with the colts but He's but Josh Allen still didn't look that impressive to me against Dolphins. Like, I wanted to see more, like, you blew them out, but it seemed like the defense is what looked better in that game. He was 17 for 33, only 179 yards, two touchdowns, and that one interception to uh Xavier Howard, which I think the Dolphins have the the longest um streak of consecutive turnovers in a game at like 24, 25. I saw that something ridiculous. Xavier Howard's a beast. I'm so glad they paid him. That's the only thing that Miami's doing good. But to me, I'm, like, I'm waiting for the Josh Allen come out party. And it would be the most Washington Washington thing ever for it, it to happen this weekend, right? Like, it's just bound to let's, happen.
0: Yeah, let's pray that doesn't happen. But you're right. He didn't look uh, really that good. You know, the, the Dolphins helped him helped them out, like you said, with turnovers, giving the ball right back. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it kind of goes, I, I've talked about it a couple of times. You look at the stats. If I told you Josh Allen would barely complete Half of his passes for under 200 yards. You would think that the Bills would be struggling, but somehow they got the the job done. So it is interesting, but you got to take advantage of those opportunities where the Dolphins forced the turnovers. You know, you just said for whatever reason they've done it. You know, almost two straight seasons, but you got to take advantage of it, and they certainly didn't. And so you know, even in a 35 to nothing blowout, I think Washington can kind of see the skeleton or like the foundation of what it takes to beat this team. It's just kind of putting it together and doing it, but you're right. You know, you can't have Josh Allen come, come back to his 2020 self uh, this weekend. You got it. You got to put the pressure on him. You got to make him look bad. You got to keep him out of rhythm. Um, and that's easier said than done uh, because you, you know that he's working on it just as much as you're working on stopping him. But uh, yeah, you're right. It would be pretty bad and pretty ugly if uh, he's able to get it right this weekend.
1: Yeah. And you know, he's not happy with how he's played so far this season. Like Josh Allen, he holds himself to a higher standard. Like he's one of my favorite guys to watch, like in the press conferences and stuff. I love the way he talks about the game. It's so funny to me how many people like wrote him off. I'm like, yeah, he's just not the guy we want him to be. And now yeah. he's like a top five quarterback in the league, arguably, uh, to a lot of media people. So I know he holds himself to a higher standard. But like I said, we have to give props to the Bills defense. Um, against the dolphins like i said that offensive line is garbage but still six sacks 11 quarterback hits Mm -hmm. no wonder why tua is like in a wheelchair week to week because he's getting hit like every time he steps on the field nine tackle for losses and six passes deflected and then my boy levi wallace walk on at alabama with the interception which was dirty by the way um but let's talk about their pass rush because Ours, you know, we kind of been critical on it. We talk about our outside guys and our, our all defensive line. But two young guys who've only been in the league. This is Greg Russo's first year, and AJ Spenza's only been in the league. I think he was the same draft class as Chase Young. So this is only yeah. his second year. Gregory Russo and AJ Espenza, two guys who are, to me, different. I think Gregory Russo is more of like a power rush kind of guy, but he still has a ton of speed. But AJ Spenza, there was one play last week where he legit did one of the fastest spin moves I've ever seen on the D lineman and just sent the offensive lineman flying. And just, he just, he he stayed in the backfield all Sunday. So for me, it's like, this is interesting. This is like, we'll talk about some matchups we're looking forward to. And this is one of them. You can't let Taylor Heineke get hit 11 Hmm. times Sunday or our season could go south. Like, I don't want to put any juju out there. I'm knocking on wood right now, but... Can you imagine six sacks, eleven QB hits, and in nine tackles for loss? Like, how bad are we losing that game if that happens?
0: Yeah, that would be brutal. And, and one of the things the knock on Taylor Heineke is, you know, there's nothing you can do about his size, but it's his durability. I mean, we've seen him leave games. He had to leave the playoff game against Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't think he missed any plays because of you know them being on defense. But uh, yeah, he's got to stay upright in this this offensive line. Uh, has done an okay job, but we've seen some pressure get back there. But yeah, that he can't take that many hits. No quarterback can. I mean, it's not just Taylor Heineke. You can't sustain that, though. You can't take that many hits and, and be productive. Um, it kind of leads me to another thing is, is Taylor Heineke going on the road for the first time, which is something that that's kind of interesting going out there against opposing fans for the first time. Um, you know. And he's the guy, you know, there's no like coming in. I think he might have played as a replacement on the road once or twice. But yeah, this is him starting on the road. And that's a that's a big, big question mark for me, um, along with the offensive line. You know, there are a couple of question marks like how can these guys do? I think I have pretty good faith in them. I don't think they're going to wet the bed, but it's still there are certain unknowns when you don't have anything else to look back on. I mean, Sam Cosme going out there on his first road game against, like you said, two young pass rushers that are pretty hungry. A um, lot of question marks. You know, hopefully those questions are answered in a big way by Washington, but uh, you never know which way they could go.
1: Yeah, and I want to You bring up, you know, Heineke going on the road. This is a huge test for him. That's something, as an NFL quarterback, you have to do. Like, we talk about it in college, like, hostile environments. Buffalo, same thing. It, I mean, you watch that mm-hmm. 49ers-Philly game, like, that was like one of those hard, like grinding defensive games. It was a hostile environment. San Fran goes in there. Jimmy G pulls out. It's not easy. Like, those are those hard fought games where just good teams find a way to win. So, let's talk about Heineke and Allen. And I said today on Twitter that to me, Josh Allen is like a mix of Justin Herbert's passing ability and arm strength mixed in with like Daniel Jones's ground game and running ability. And he's like a better version, which is scary considering that both you know, Taurus up in their different styles. Like we have right. to make adjustments on that, but I think Heineke kind of plays a similar style to Josh Allen too. I don't, he's not like that. I'm going to run it for 30 yards, but he's not afraid to leave the pocket. And we've seen how he thrives in the play action, you know, making some plays with his feet against Tampa Bay, the most iconic play and probably the history of <laughs> Washington. Like if you've watched that game, um, but let's, let's look at the stats. Cause it, this, I'm not much of like a stats reader, but when you tell me that Heineke's outplayed um, Josh Allen, it's a little alarming to me. So Taylor Heineke, 45 for 61, which is a 73.8% passer. uh, Completion percentage at 458 yards, three touchdowns, that one boneheaded interception by Scott Turner, not Taylor Heineke. (laughs) He's only been sacked one time. Now, Josh Allen, this is not where your numbers want to be if you're supposed to win an MVP this season. 47 for 84. That's fifty six percent. That is awful. That's not good. Four hundred and forty nine yards. So Taylor Heineke's thrown what thirteen? No, twenty three passes less than Josh Allen, and he has more yards than Josh Allen. Which never happens in Washington. Like we don't stretch the field like like we've been talking about. It's like little dink and dunk checkdowns for the last three seasons. So that is a spotlight in Heineke's game. But he also has three touchdowns in an interception um, and four sacks, which is not good. Um, but he does have 79 rushing yards. So he has that aspect, which Heineke doesn't necessarily have. Like I said, he can run, but he's not going to run it like Josh Allen.
0: Well, and he's trying to keep himself upright. You know, that was part of the durability. He can't afford to get hit, you know, because he's the guy. You know, he can't get knocked out of a game anymore because, you know, he is their starter, so I think he can run it, but I think he's choosing to to wait it out a little bit more, which is a good thing, so sorry, go ahead.
1: No, and like Josh Allen, if you see like his size, he is like your big bone. I, I'm going mm-hmm. to lower my shoulder. Like he's not like Big Ben big, but he's like, hey, it doesn't feel good to get hit by him still. Um, so it just it, that interesting to me that Heineke so far, you can say he's outplayed Josh Allen, and will that continue this Sunday? We'll see. But then I compared the other stars, and it was actually very similar. So Terry versus Stephon Diggs so far this season. Terry McLaurin has 15 catches for 169 yards, nice, and one touchdown. Stephon Diggs has been a—he's been going, he's been catching balls, but it hasn't been the yardage he's been looking for for the fantasy owners out there. 13 catches for 129 yards and one touchdown. He hasn't had that one like long, like 67-yard bomb yet. And that's yeah. that's what we can't allow to happen this Sunday. That's what I'm like looking for is like, do not let that happen. Um, And then Antonio Gibson and yeah. uh, Singletary, very close in stats. 33 carries for 159 yards for Gibson. Hasn't found the end zone yet, but it's coming. And Singletary has 24 carries for 154 yards and one touchdown. So it's pretty close. Like to me, Heineken Allen's the one that's not close at all, which is kind of like, hey, I, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to toot that horn as long as possible because those are some stats there. So let's talk about matchups we are looking forward to to watching this Sunday. So let's start. For me, it's our offensive line versus Aspenza and uh, Gregory Russo like we talked about. Sam Cosme has been great in the run game. But we want to see what he's going to do in that passing game. If you see that compared like from what we've seen in Cosme so far to the Bills' pass rush, how much of a concern is that to you?
0: Well, I think the the good thing is that he's faced – you know, arguably one of the better ones that he's going to face all year already in Joey Bosa. So you kind of have that. These guys are on Bosa's level, but that doesn't mean that they're not there any slouches, you know, they're going to have the the crowd behind them on a, on a big third down as well. But yeah, I'm interested to see how he holds up. I don't think he's been awful. And I think he's been improving each step of the way. It seems like he's getting some more confidence, um, which is good. But, you know, go out there and, and stifle these guys. Show why you're a second. Second round pick. I mean, that would be really huge for him. Uh, a, an awesome step in the right direction. You know, you got the run game going. You you know, he talked about it. He loves just, you know, putting a hat on somebody and, and hitting them. Go out there and stifle a guy. Stonewall a guy that's pass rushing you. You know, that'll get you some confidence. Even if you do it once or twice, you're going to get beat. Every tackle does. But go out there and have a memorable game, knock a guy on his butt here or there. You know, it, it should be a challenge for these guys. You know, they haven't been in these situations, so you don't know what to expect. And that's, that could be a good thing. Now go out there and, and, and manhandle them. So uh, I, you know, I am nervous about it. You know, you're always nervous about a rookie going up against good pass rushers and, you know, when they're the only line of defense between those guys and your quarterback. But uh, I'm interested to see it, and it's definitely one I'm going to be watching. You know, along with everything else, it's certainly going to be that matchup within the matchup that I'm kind of keying in on for sure.
1: Yeah, like we said, if you're Taylor Heineke, you can't be getting hit, and if you're the offensive line, like no. you know that um, we can't yeah. allow 11 quarterback hits on Sunday. And what I want to see more out of Cosme is like, especially against speed rusher guys, is leading them, like let it, letting their momentum take them mm. far outside the pocket. Like you see often, sometimes tackles will just. Like they call it like washing them, just letting them go behind. Like it's not a bad thing to let them go past the quarterback um, and just take the momentum with them. So that's one thing I want Cosme to do more is, you know, scoot his feet to the outside, just kind of let that speed rusher carry his, his own self out of the play um, unless Heineke holds the ball too long. So what's another matchup you're really looking forward to this Sunday?
0: Well, I think you got to flip it around and look at our pass rushers against the Bills' offensive line. Uh, just sticking with the pass rush theme, uh, you know, I think we've said that already that the interior is rushing really well. John Allen is is dominating a- across, you know, the the guards in the center. But what are those pass rushers that you know you're so hyped up about coming into the season? What do Chase Young and Montez Sweat do to to counter uh, or to help out those guys in the interior? Um, I thought Tay and Todd put up a video of all of Chase Young's uh, pass rushers uh, last last week. I don't know if you saw it. It looked oh, yeah. like Chase Young was playing a little bit of contain, and I think he's going to have to do a little bit of that this week. Um, but hopefully they can make it look like contain, and then it's a delayed rush, something like that to throw Josh Allen off because, like we said, he can extend the plays, not just rushing the ball, but you know, running out, getting himself more time to get his receivers open, You'd like to see Montez Sweat and Chase Young kind of wreak some havoc in the backfield of their own and uh, really kind of live up to that hype to kind of have a coming out party of their own. We're talking about Josh, Josh Allen, you know, potentially breaking out this week. Well, let's see Chase Young and Montez Sweat uh, break out and kind of have their big game and remind people why they're who they are. You know, that'd be really nice, but uh, so far it's been questionable at the at best. Um, but hopefully, we see you know them getting after it on uh, Sunday uh, against Josh yeah, Allen.
1: I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, like with the whole contain because I don't I don't want people to think like every play is just your hand in the dirt and you're just full speed right. ahead like trying to get to the quarterback, especially against Daniel Jones. And that's a great game plan to have because of what he does and what he did. Now he executed certain plays, obviously for sure. And Josh Allen can do the same thing. So sometimes it's best for Chase Young and Montez Sweat to contain the outside, push everything inside and funnel all the action right to Dron Payne and Jonathan Allen, who do a phenomenal job, probably one of the best two and three-year guys in the NFL, of getting off their blocks and just clogging it in. Like if you saw last week against Daniel Jones when he went down, it wasn't just one guy getting him down. It was like two or three Mm -hmm. guys with hands on him and just kind of sucking him in that pocket and just closing that pocket like an airtight vacuum. So not every play is going to be – like Chase Young just full speed ahead like go go like what's he doing yeah. why is he like going side to side and like you know holding the edge like why is he not winning his battle quote unquote right like he is essentially but and like you can tell the difference on certain plays like when he's supposed to rush when he's supposed yeah. to contain and sometimes the action is going to come to him but i just don't want people to think his job every single play is to just run because then that's when something goes around you 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 know are too aggressive you go past the action and you get beat so i think we'll see more yeah. of that Um, But I want to see more of the blitzing, kind of like we talked about in the last episode. Like, I want more Cam Curl blitzing. I want more speed. Landon Collins, you got beat one time very badly by Daniel Jones last week. I want to see you step back up into the box like you're good at and contain Josh Allen there, too. So let's talk about our MV. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, just mix it up a little bit. You don't have to do the same thing. You don't have to over blitz. You don't have to do the same thing over and over. If it's not working, just mix it up a little bit. That's kind of my ask of Jack Del Rio.
1: Yeah. Show some disguises. Not the same old defense. Um, Like I said, let's go over our MV three, which is our three most valuable players for Washington this Sunday. So number one, obviously if there's one person that could go on the road to Buffalo and make an upset, It's Taylor Heineke. For me, Mm -hmm. the game's not necessarily in his hand, and I think we saw that with Big Ben. Just don't give the game away. Don't do that little interception. Like I said, I put on Scott Turner, but still don't throw that one little bonehead interception in your own territory late in the game to where it could cost you the game. Go out there, put together great, long, sustaining drives and get points, whether it's Hopkins kicking three, or it's Heineke scoring some points, but Taylor Heineke, this is a game I want you to prove yourself. Like you said, first game on the road, step up, show that you're QB one. The new Bud Light endorsement, it's Heineke time, and uh, we'll get that going. Right. So, who is your second one for your MB three?
0: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the to the pass rushers. I'm gonna just kind of kind of lump them together. Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Chase Sweat, Montez Young. You know these guys <laughs> have to get her after it. They need to earn their keep they need to live up to uh you know the bill they they're they're, their first round pass rushers uh they need to wreak some havoc these you know they they were no slouch I was looking you know when we were talking about the bills versus the dolphins their numbers in the backfield tackles for loss Washington had some good numbers that way too so build off of the good things from last week and go make a play against an MVP caliber quarterback in Josh Allen, leave your stamp on this game, force a turnover, which Allen's been prone to this season and um, help your team get a win. Make a play that's, that's memorable. Make make a play like last year with Chase Young rumbling down the sideline for a touchdown or Montez sweat scoring on Thanksgiving, make a play this week that, that shows why you are an up and coming pass rusher and arguably the best pass rushing duo uh, in the league.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. If this game is lost, it could easily be on Josh Allen, Making plays outside, running with his feet, wide open lanes, just like Daniel Jones mm-hmm. did against us. But one of the more important ones I'm looking at is our back half, the secondary, anyone on Stefan Diggs, and anyone who's in the facility. Yeah. Hand on hit linebackers for Cole Beasley also, because dating back to Dallas, Cole Beasley has ate us up for many, many years. Right. And he's a, a great He's a top wide receiver in the league. He always puts up nice stats. So for me, I, Our secondary can't let these long plays happen. Like we said, they haven't had that breakout play yet, which has been like a firecracker over the top, you know, take the top off the defense, kind of play with Stefan Diggs or uh, Cole Beasley yet. We can't let that happen because we can have this close, grinding, slow game, and then boom, one long pass to Stephon Diggs just sucks all the momentum away, takes the game out of reach. And and then we need to capitalize with our own too. If they, you know, go deep, they go big. We want Terry. Boom, hit them deep. Like, don't be afraid to stretch the field and go for it. But please, for the love of God, anyone in the secondary, if you see Stephon Diggs, I don't care who it is. Hit like, him. Come off the sideline <laughs> if you're not in the play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get up in there. Do not let Trip him. him. <laughs> yeah, don't put 100 yards up on us. Um, So I think that's a good little area for the uh, MV3 of where the game can be won, and it could also be very well lost. Now, let's take a look at the headlines come Monday morning. This one's tricky. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have an upset? I always, you know, you always want to pick the, you know, Washington, the the bias pick. But I'm going to be honest. I think this is going to be a game that we lose. And I'm going to get booed for this. That's okay. I think it's a game that we lose. But I still think that we learn a lot. Just like you said, beginning of the show, Ron said this is a measuring stick game. I think this shows us a lot of Heineke. I think he does. You know, I think he looks great. I think Antonio Gibson gets the game going but I want to see more out of the defense. I'm not confident enough in our defense to say, oh, yeah, we're going to win this game. We're going to you know, shock the world. I think it's very possible. Anything can happen. But I think this is going to be a close, hard-fought game that you're still not a moral victory, but you're still like, dang. We we went to Buffalo against one of the best teams. Haneke looked great. Still put on a great show. Defense looked better. I want to see progression. It's a long season. We got our NFC East win. Now until from now until the end of the season, we need to show progression every single game. That's what I want to see. Obviously, I want to win the game, but it's a lot asking going to Buffalo and getting a win this early with everything we have going on. So if I had to pick a score, I'd say like a twenty seven, twenty four Buffalo win. I hate to say it, but that's just what I honestly feel. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, ditto. I hate to be boring, but I think it's the same way. Not a moral victory. I think they cover the spread, whatever that is. So, you know, I think it's like a touchdown game. Um, But I I think Washington proves that, you know, with a couple of plays that could have gone one way or another, uh, that they could have they could have taken this game. I think it's similar to the Chargers game where, you know, they maybe had a chance to assert their will and just from being a young team or being inexperienced or not being, you know, on the same page that something happens and, uh, you know, that it gets away from them. but. Uh, I think they play them tough, and I think that they show that they 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 could stick with some of these good quarterbacks that have they have coming up. Um, you know, again, not a moral victory; it doesn't count for anything. It's still a loss, but I think it's encouraging. It is weird that you said you know you don't have conf- confidence in the defense yet which it's You're so really crazy. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy to think that, you know, even only three weeks into that, we would even be saying that, uh, but it's true. And, and, and the defense said it, you know, a couple weeks ago, if not last week, that the offense bailed them out a couple of times. So maybe it's time for the defense to step up here, um, and make some plays. But like, like we said, I just don't know that it's enough. Maybe if this game was in Washington, it'd be a little bit different, but going yeah. to the bills, I think it'll be a little bit tough. Um, but I think they learn a lot and I think they build off that for, uh, and I think it'll be better for them down down the road as the season continues on.
1: Yeah, we talk about, you know, I do a college football podcast, too, and we talk about, like, games that really matter down the stretch. We talk about Alabama going to Florida. It was an ugly win. Alabama fans are pissed. They're like, where's this dominating victory at? Those hard-fought grinding out games, yes, they won, but those are the games that help you at the end of the season. You're like, look, Mm -hmm. this is what we did earlier in the season. This is what we learned from it. This is the kind of team we played. If you're in the playoffs, if you're you know trying to make the Super Bowl, these are the teams that you're facing every single round. Like the Bills are what you want to be. So, like yep. Ron said, it's a measuring stick to see where you are as a team. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping this is a, a good game. And I, if we win, I'll say I will jump through a table. Like I will get one of those cheap little tables. We got to I'll like, Brian, get the tables and I'll, I'll jump off my little porch <laughs> in a heartbeat. A we'll do it. Day. We'll Go do it
0: down there. here in Atlanta next week for sure. Um,
1: all right. That that's, that is a bet. Like I will absolutely right. do it. So it, it's out here. So I have Let's to do it. it now. But so if you had to pick a <laughs> score real quick, what are you saying?
0: Uh, yeah. So I said like a touchdown game. So like, uh, you know, Twenty-four seventeen, something like that Twenty-seven twenty, something like that
1: so you're going the under on the points i like it well guys hopefully we get a victory like i said it's hard going to buffalo the fans are going to be nuts i mean hopefully there's no tables on fire this week that was a little too excessive that was wow uh, we don't do that oh. yeah we don't do that at fedex we just <laughs> we're kind of crazy fans but we don't set things on fire yeah so i'm sure it's coming but guys we'll appreciate y'all tuning in and we will be back Uh, We'll have someone from the Washington community coming on after uh, likely the Sunday night or Monday to talk about the win or loss. We'll talk about it regardless. And then obviously we're going to Atlanta. Me and Brian will be at the game. So looking forward to that. And we will see y'all next week, hopefully after a victory. Thank you for listening to
0: Believe.